Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Right, welcome. It's an early edition of Consumer Talk and Wendy Nola standing by to cover quite a number of different topics today, including uh, another telemarketing fail, uh, another shoe scam, online shoe sales, and a few other bits and pieces. If you would like to join the conversation, the number to dial is 021-446-0567. You're also welcome to send a WhatsApp to 0725671567, or you can tweet me at PJC Hudson. Wendy, nice to have you with us, even if it must be by phone. Good afternoon. Hello, Pippa. Yes, good to be with you. I'm very far uh, up north in the remote area, so hoping our comms play is nice. Touch wood. Let's hope the phone line holds out. Wendy, before we get stuck into consumer complaints, let's start with the good news. I did mention yes. this on air last week, but in case some listeners didn't hear it, fish paste is back. What do you know about this surprise return of the product everybody mourned uh, so many months ago? <laughs> right, yes. So two years ago, the last uh, Tex and Redro had come off the production line at uh, Pioneer's Plant in Saldana. Um, and I remember saying at the time that if you managed to get your hands on, on, on a stash, the uh, the latest best before date uh, on those jars, obviously kept uh, unopened, would have been next month, November 2023, because they had a two-year shelf life. Yes. Um, and so... For those people who are coming to the end of their stash or the safe consumption of their stash, um, comes the good news. It's only going to be in pick-and-pay stores. So what pick-and-pay has done is um, come in and um, done a collaboration with the companies that took over from um, from Pioneer, from PepsiCo, okay. uh, producing it. And um, they, the, the statement read, we worked closely with Cape Gulf Brands and Premier Fishing, to relaunch the two fish paste. They apparently taste uh, just the same, which is would be rather a waste if they didn't. Mm. And um, yeah, it's, they're currently only in, in about 50 Western Cape stores and rolling out though very fast in the next few weeks to pick and pay stores countrywide. Okay, that's good news because I have seen a lot of desperate Gautengers asking people to pop jars into their suitcase if they're flying yes, this weekend. I've seen that, yes. <laughs> okay, so the rest of the country to follow soon. Look, I can't bear this stuff myself, but it has been lovely actually to see social media full of photographs of joyful pieces of toast, melted butter and lashes of peck yes. and It has been well, quite a nice feel-good thing. It it has, and I am a fan. So for me, that's uh, absolutely fantastic news. I've got a biggish jar that somebody got for me um, in Dubai, <laughs> brought it in her luggage. So I'm I'm thrilled, and I love the one comment on on X, which was, "I'll never let a jar grow mold in the fridge again." So you you found appreciation, I guess, when your supply dries up. Absolutely. You know, you suddenly you know, regret your wasteful ways. Yeah. Okay, so, so you don't need to pile... for anti-food waste. Absolutely. And you don't need to pile them into your suitcase to send them up country. They'll be making their way to pick and pay stores in the rest of the country uh, in the next couple of weeks. Okay, well, that's the good news out the way. Wendy, let's go back to the not-so-good news. Uh, and we're going to move on to telemarketing. I mean, this is a subject we've discussed many times before, and you and I both share an absolute loathing of doing business by phone with no written absolutely. record of the promises made and the mm. terms that have been agreed to. And today's case study is yet another example of why we feel that way. Exactly, Pippa. So regular listeners will know that I have an absolute thing about contracts of any kind being sold over the phone, but especially cell phone contracts. And that's because 
even when they're done well, they are there's a power imbalance there. The consumer's caught off guard by an unexpected call. They don't have their papers with them, their contractual details. They they just are on the back foot. And the, my, my biggest problem is that at the end of the call, the company that sold you whatever has got a recording of the call. Uh, they've got the script. They've got everything. And you've got what? Nothing. I yeah. mean, in some cases, you'd be, you'd be hard-pressed to remember which entity actually phoned you. How would you get hold of them again? It's really not okay. So, as I said, I thought that over the years I had – I've listened to dozens and dozens of call recordings and I thought that I was on top of every possible way that somebody could be duped. But uh, I was wrong <laughs> because Jean Bonimer of Musenberg emailed us recently with her story and it was a scenario that I've never uh, heard of before. So she was she got her call in July. Uh, it was from an agent uh, with a company called Rewards Co. It's based in Amschlange and it describes itself on its website as a leading provider of outsourced sales and distribution services in South Africa. They say they delight, they surprise and delight oh. their clients. Well, <laughs> um, Jean got a, got a surprise because when she got the call, she'd only just uh, upgraded her Vodacom contract eight months earlier. It was a 24-month SIM-only Vodacom contract. And her daughter's contract, which is linked to hers, uh, I have the same situation. My yeah. daughter is linked to mine. She'd taken out a 24-month uh, a data contract um, just six months ago, uh, well, six months before in January of this year. So <laughs> having established, though, that both Jean and her daughter's needs were pretty much being met by the existing contracts in, term, in terms of how much data and airtime they were getting and the, the, the phones, and certainly in John's case that they had, he plowed on with his sales pitch because he had such a great offer for them. Keep paying the same and get more. So in her daughter's case, instead of having five gigabytes during the day and five at night, he said, we all know people don't really use it at night. And I'm thinking, listening to the call recording, well, why do you keep selling so many of those contracts then? She would give, have 10 gigs anytime data for the same price, 149 rand a month, he said. And Tijani offered double the talk minutes that she had, even though she, he could see, he conceded that she would, never came close to using her existing allotment. But anyway, yes, she, yeah. could, she could have double. You never know. And yes, you have got a lovely uh, latest model iPhone, but you know what? It's, you could always have a spare phone. Um, this one's not an iPhone, but you know, always good to have a spare phone. Mm. So uh, she said yes because, oh, and in her case, he told her you were paying you were paying eight hundred and sixty-eight or eight hundred and sixty-nine, and the new one was eight hundred and sixty-nine. So essentially, the same price for more. So Jean said, well, okay. And she'd had okay. quite a good experience in the past of an existing contract being tweaked to be slightly better. And so she, you know, wasn't at all um, suspicious that something could go wrong. Okay. But it did go wrong because when she got an Excel phone bill, she thought, hmm, this seems a bit high. So she queried it with Rewards Co. And 
I thought it would be good if we brought her in here and let her tell us the story okay, in Jean, her own words. Sean is with us. Sean, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. And uh, I'm sorry you went through all of this uh, jumping through hoops, but appreciate your being willing to talk about it so our listeners can learn from your experience. So good afternoon mm. to you. So what, what response did you get with Rewards Co. when you first asked to, to be sent a, a recording of that call? Well, the first thing was actually that Rewards Co. was not who I thought I was talking to. Um, he actually said he was phoning me from Vodacom. So when I phoned Vodacom, they said to me, no, no, this is not with us. You need to phone a different number. Mm. So it was the first surprise I got. Yeah. Um, And then once I was talking to Rewards Co., they said, look, they would listen to the recording and they would let me know if, in fact, um, they had been in, you know, had done me wrong. And um, surprise, surprise, they came back and said, no, they hadn't done me wrong. <laughs> so they didn't give you a recording. They listened to it and said, everything's fine. You then, I know, yes. pushed back, Sean, and said, hang on, I want to listen to that recording. Did they then yes. capitulate yes. and send it to you? Well, they had said to me, if you disagree with us, they'd been upfront from the beginning. If you disagree with us, don't worry, you can go to a Vodacom store and listen to the recording or you can request one. And surprise, surprise, they said, no, I can't uh, get it sent to me. I have to actually go into a store and listen to it there. So there was no um, convenience of just being able to email get an email document and listen to it. I actually had to go in myself and listen to it in the store. And what when you did do that, what did you hear? Well, um, first of all, the Vodacom store were very surprised that they didn't have access to the recording easily, that it could only be um, emailed to them. And um, they then let me take a recording home. They thought it was ridiculous, um, which I'm very happy with them for doing. Um, And then once I got home, I had to listen to the recording about three times to really understand what had happened. Um, I don't know, Wendy, if you want to explain it a little bit more succinctly. Yes, so... um, (laughs) This is the thing, and and why I've, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I have such a thing about marketing via telesales, and I have to say that obviously not all agents um, play fast and loose with a script or, or, or you know, just to, to secure a commission. So, um, what what intrigued me though was even Jean, even though you'd listened to it three or four times, when you emailed mm. me, you still weren't entirely sure whether you'd been misled or not, which tells you how sneaky this was. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, it was so cleverly done. So I was constantly being referred to in the callers that I would continue playing 869 Rand. Except what I didn't know was that I wasn't actually paying 869 Rand. Um, they, were mis- they were quoting me my future price that I would be paying. So I was actually only paying 558 Rand. Um, so I was no longer going to be staying on my 558 Rand. I would actually be moving to 868 Rand, but clever. Um, David from Vodacom Rewards kept saying, you will only be paying your same amount. So I was completely fleeced. So, yeah, it was clear misrepresentation because he he says you are currently paying this and it it won't change. And in the case of your daughter's contract, she wasn't paying 149 rand. She was paying 92 rand. So that's a difference of 357 rand a month, which is really... (laughs) considerable um so yes i um my eyes were out on stalks and i said to john you absolutely definitely were misled um and not only was she misled but when they listened to the call at rewards co they said no you weren't which is a double foul and and thirdly just to say when john phoned vodacom 
she they should have taken care of it. She Rewards Co is a third party company that all the cell phone networks contract with to do their marketing calls. Right. They are responsible for the actions of their third party contractors, which the subscribers have no say over, right? Yes. So they should have requested the call recording from um Rewards Co and in my opinion sent it straight to to Sean and then taken it from there. But so so that's it's just so so much went wrong here. Anyway, yeah. I took it up with with Vodacom. I spelt out everything I've just shared here and said, you know, had John been given accurate information about her existing uh, subscription amounts, there's no way that she would have agreed to enter the, into those new contracts. And John, something we haven't actually canvassed is that you now have a new end date to those initial periods because you you already you know you you're locked in for longer than you would have been. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is something else. Obviously, the, the the start date on those contracts would have been in July when you accepted the, the, the wow. that contract, those contracts. Anyway, and I said, um, John wants to be put back in the position she was before she got that call. She still got the unopened package cell phone. She was saying she doesn't want it. You can have it back. And um, will you be refunding? Will you do that? And will you also refund the extra 357 rand a month that she's been paying since August? And the answer was... Um, yes, very sorry, and we're going to fix it. We've started migrating both contracts to the original package, which means Ms. Bonimer will pay exactly what she paid before the recent upgrade, and yes, she will be refunded. There was nothing else about the misrepresentation, so I went back and I said, "Um, are you not going to be commenting on that at all? Is it so commonplace that it doesn't warrant mention? Oh, no, no, absolutely. We, We told you we're still investigating. We treat allegations that agents have misled or lied to customers surprised I use the word lied, which is what happened here, very seriously, and we don't condone this behavior. We've got strict service level agreements in place, um, and uh, you know the, we have mechanisms to terminate agreements with agents and suppliers that are in breach. We review scripts and sample calls with the leadership team responsible for the campaign, and we will assess further improvements that can be made to the process. And I went back and said, well, you know, one such improvement would be to routinely provide subscribers who sign up to these contracts and inverted commas over the phone, give them this call recordings by email, via WhatsApp. We all on this technology mm. within seven days, um, within the seven days cooling off period. Because of course, if you take out a contract over the phone with a phone, you, you have a seven day cooling off period. But so you really need to see what you agreed to um, or hear what you agreed yeah. to within the cooling off period. So you can make an informed decision. And yeah, so the Consumer Protection Act, unfortunately, it's a gap. They say that when you sign a contract, that the supplier has to give you a copy. But it says only that the companies must keep recordings of contracts that are taken out over the phone, recordings of those calls in which there is this agreement. And I've pointed out for many years that this is completely unjust. And the then Consumer Commissioner, Ebi Mohammed, said absolutely consumers who have a dispute have a right to access to those yeah. to those recordings. But often it's still a case of, oh, we'll go into the store and uh, listen to it there, which as Jean says, you know, it's a real inconvenience and it's, it's a total power imbalance. Yeah. Um, so kudos to that um, Vodacom store uh, employee who, who recognized that without John even saying much and saying, I'm going to email it to you because that's how it should happen. But yeah, I mean, a, a company wouldn't dare say, we're not giving you a copy of this contract that you've signed. Off you yeah. go. We don't know what you're going to do with it, which something, then that's what Rewards Co. sort of said to Jean is, you know, we can't give it to you because, you know, there's privacy and all the rest, what nonsense. 
I will be campaigning until my last breath that it is compulsory for recordings of contracts taken out of the phone. Those call recordings must be made available Absolutely. to consumers. Yeah. John, I mean, final question to you before we let you go. Obviously, mm. thankfully, in this case, you finally have been done right by. Wendy's managed to get them to concede the mistake and to make good on the financial loss that came with that. But how does it leave you feeling as a Vodacom customer? I mean, this is what these brands miss, that it's one thing to say, okay, we'll fix the mistake, but it leaves a very bad taste in the mouth with regard to future dealings with the brand. I mean, do you think you'll, yeah. you'll stay with them? Well, I don't think uh, Vodacom is unique. I think the problem is that they've outsourced their dirty work to rewards company and they keep their hands clean. And I think that's what's wrong with the system is that Vodacom looks squeaky clean in the story, um, but they've actually used the rewards company to do the, the dirty work. They are responsible. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And so they all go away saying, but we're innocent. It's a third party that did it. And that's not fine. So I'm not against the network. I think the network did me right. But I think they've got to really look their relationships with these agents. Jean Bonhomme, thank you so much for joining us on the show this afternoon. And we really appreciate your time. I'm so glad Wendy was able to get some resolution to the problem. And Wendy, thanks for flagging it so that others uh, can just be reminded of their right to ask for yes. those recordings. And also to, to understand that when someone phones you out of the blue and starts quoting you what you're currently paying, I think many of us, especially if we've got multiple contracts under one account, we won't know exactly what they are. And so we easily can go, we, we trust that they're giving us the right amount. The, the message is don't trust. You know, you check them yourself, get them to phone you back if you do want to do it over the phone. But it's, yeah, I just thought this, this, this case was quite instructive to the rest of us. It was indeed. Wendy, thank you so much for sharing it with us. The four-time world champion. The champs are back with the Web Ellis Cup. Halala, maboko boko. Halala. Hi, okay, talk. Um, yeah, this um, Jean's story sounds exactly like um, the, the experience I had with, um, with Rewards Co. That apparently is the way that they operate. My experience with, with my 82-year-old 80, dad who's had a stroke um, where they called him after the exact same same um, process that yeah, and they, they renewed their con- his contract and my issue was that they renewed it for another three years instead of the, the standard um, two years and they also added a, da- a data package which, which he doesn't use um, and um, in the end also they didn't want to give us the recordings um, the, the, the MTN gave us the recordings and we listened to it and it was absolutely apparent that my dad had absolutely no, no idea what, what they were talking about. At one stage they asked him um, does he want to renew his contract? Um, his answer was yes I'm very happy with my contract and that was the closest that he got to, to, um, to uh, yeah and, and then they just we never got a copy of the contract the, the, um, and it was just um, Unfortunately, we didn't have Wendy in our corner, and and yeah, we's almost at the end of the three-year contract now. But um, yeah, they scammers in 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 the worst part. Um, this is Vimpy from Bradarstall. Oh, Vimpy, I'm so sorry that that happened to your dad. And I know Wendy feels particularly aggrieved when it's elderly customers who are taken advantage of in the manner you've just described. Wendy, I know your phone line dropped in the middle of that voice note, but Vimpy describing a very similar experience with Rewards Co. acting on behalf of MTN, catching his 82-year-old father who'd had a stroke and committing him to a three-year contract with data he didn't need and hadn't asked for and extra bells and whistles. And, and, and just describing a very similar experience to what John had in trying to get hold of the the copies of the recordings. I know that must make your blood boil. 
It absolutely does. And actually, I would like to look into that because both MTN and uh, Vodacom have committed uh, in the last little while to to instructing the telesales agents not to market certain things to people um, over the age of 65, I think it was. It, it might not um, cover this case, but yeah. certainly the same sentiments apply, the same concerns apply. So, Bimpy, if you want to email me that case, even if it's, you know, it's it's it was some time ago. I certainly would like to get a response, um, and for that call recording to be listened to, um, and to come back on this issue because it's you know as you say, <laughs> Pippa, it's something I feel really really strongly about. What was happening at one point, and I haven't had a complaint of this for some time. So it, mm. it that strategy must have helped it to a large extent, and that is with an older person sitting with with a, an existing contract being phoned and offered another contract, then thinking that it's just a, an improvement of the existing contract, as in John's case, although it wasn't an improvement, when actually they were sold a second contract. So they had two contracts and two phones running con- con- oh. concurrently. I'm like, how many old people need that? I mean, most of them aren't even fully using one contract. Now you're going to sell a second contract to someone past the retirement age? or you know? So that technology has stopped. But you know, I'd like to look at this other scenario as well. Okay. Because you can tell when someone is vulnerable. You can tell when someone's not, you know, fully grasping what, what's yeah. going down in a call. It's and not okay. It's not okay to take advantage of that. Absolutely. Uh, I think we've got another voice note that's come in on a similar theme that we'll listen to. I'm a, uh, unfortunately, Wendy, we are receiving a steady in- inflow of messages saying hashtag me too. Uh, Lester mm. asks, could we not ask Vodacom not to share our details with these third party partners? Can we not voluntarily opt out of that relationship? There's a call. You will never get another call about a, a, an upgrade, which yeah. <laughs> in my mind is a good idea. Go into a store. But yes, I've never thought of that. Just I don't want any marketing whatsoever. We certainly have the right to that in terms of the uh, Protection of Personal Information Act, copy. Yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, that's something I will pose to both uh, networks. Thank you very much. Well, all of them. Uh, thanks very much for that suggestion. Thank you, Lester. Let's hear that other voice note. Hi, guys. This whole thing about um, the telesales and the cell phone companies I'm listening to with rapt attention. I had something similar happen to me last year, the year before. Um, I got a call one day and I was offered 20 gigabytes a month for a steal, like 120 rand or 200 sure. rand or something. I knew it was a steal. It sounded way too good to be true. I asked them on numerous occasions, guys, is this for real? It's going to be every single month, 20 gigabytes. Um, you know, is that what I'm going to get? I uh, first month came around, got my 20 gigabytes. The following month, it wasn't there. Um, Got hold of them um, and they said, no, I'd misheard. And it wasn't every month for the remainder of my contract. It was only for one month. To which I said, but why would I have canceled my existing data to make, you know, benefit of of a single month's worth of savings? It doesn't really make sense. I asked for that call every single day for two and a half weeks i phoned them to ask for the recording of that call and i was told they'll get back to me they'll get back to me eventually i just gave up i just said oh, you know whatever um and about two weeks after that i went you know what not whatever and i got hold of them again and immediately they, they said to me no 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 sir we 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 hear you and we're going to give you what 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 you paid for uh, which immediately sort of says to me that they have had this problem before and they've almost got a stock answer ready to go um like you guys i do not 
trust anything that comes telephonically regarding a cell phone company. I've had multiple calls subsequent to that. I don't want to know. Um, when the time comes for me to upgrade, I will go into a Vodacom or I'll log onto their website or whatever. But the Tilly guys, not a chance. You and me both. You and me both. Okay, thank you for uh, that voice note. Yeah. Okay, Wendy, shall we move on to the other one, which is unfortunately also a repeat um, scam experience? I'm sorry to lose count of the number of bad shoes we've covered in the year 2023. Almost all of them purchased off a Facebook or similar platform. And we've got another one to look at this week. Sorry, let me just make your line uh, live on your end. Apologies for that, Wendy. Uh, Won't you tell us about the latest shoe scam? Sure. It's the same story as before, Pippa, an online retail outfit uh, putting ads, you know, those pop-up ads on Facebook, etc., claiming to be local as in Cape Town-based, selling gorgeous shoes at heavily discounted prices. But all is not what it seems. Our listener, Ingrid Hansen, tipped us off rather about this one. So she came across the ad on Facebook. The name of the business was SIA Cape Town, as in S-I-A. Uh, SIA Cape Town. The boots, they said, were made in Switzerland of leather with a wool lining. I went onto the site. They certainly look amazing, but the price didn't (laughs) ring true for me. Uh, uh, Discounted to 839 Rand from over 1,000 Rand. And then if you were a first-time buyer, it was a pop-up, another 5% off. So um, Ingrid paid just 787 Rand. She did get the boots, but they weren't at all what she'd been led to expect. She says they were Chinese knockoffs made of synthetic materials, and they certainly do look very cheap and nasty in the pic that she sent us. I must just say, when I was Googling away, I found SIA, also SIA, SIA, the label of Hout Bay, which uh, came up some Facebook ads, uh, Facebook page, rather. It doesn't appear to be trading any longer, the last posts were 2021 but i just thought i don't want to i want to be very clear that we, that's not what we're talking about this is um, just sia cape town sia cape town okay the site claims to offer a 30-day cancellation period with hassle-free returns which sounds fantastic and of course if you buy something online thanks to the electronic communications and transactions act you have the benefit of a seven-day cooling off period in which to return the product at your expense and this is the kicker here at your expense for a full refund because obviously especially with shoes I mean you might be I'm a size 4 but not all size 4s are created yeah. equally so you, you do need to have that option to send it back but when Ingrid inquired about returning the boots she most definitely did not want anywhere near her feet she was told to return them to China herself <laughs> so she did the she did the, the investigation and that was going to cost her more than 3,000 rand i.e. four times what she paid for the boots so even Given the slim opportunity, slim chance that she would actually get a refund, I mean, nobody in their right mind would do would, that. Would do that. Yeah. And she said there are many um, dissatisfied people complaining on Facebook. No surprise there. I went on to Hello Peter. 17 negative reviews left there, all the same. Posted in the last two months, start the first one of exactly two months ago, 1st of September, but um, most of them in, in recent weeks. Ted W posted just today, rather burn your cash in your backyard, May, way more fun, stay away, <laughs> massive drop shift, shipping, shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you will regret the goods you ordered. Uh, he, he says, my goods arrived, men's trousers, because it's not just boots, it's a whole lot of clothing as well, okay. That the size 38XL means something different in China than in <laughs> South Africa. Can you return for a 
Refund? Yes, good luck with that. It needs to be sent to China. Ha, ha, ha. Well played, Thea. Well played. And he's not talking about our Springbok captain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two, two days ago, Adele B posted, the boots were described as leather with wool interiors and rubber soles that you could work, walk in the snow with, all that snow we get in South Africa. Mm. Lovely pictures, but all false advertising. The Chinese imported tanned boots I received were manufactured with the cheapest materials and impossible actually to wear as the openings into the shoes are too small to get your feet inside. <laughs> okay, so the string of unhappy customers all with very similar stories that we received the goods. They weren't the quality that we were led to expect by what was advertised on the website. But when we asked about returning them, it was at our own expense to China. Now, Wendy, you went into Nancy Drew mode and you did a bit of sleuthing on behalf of the complainant. Tell us what happened. I did indeed because I wanted them to to give me an address to which I, uh, if I, you know, I, I went, I posed as a customer. I used my name. I just didn't put my, my signature there, but I used, I used my actual email address. Posed as a potential customer, emailed the only contact supplied on the website, which is an email address. I said, the boots look lovely, which they do. But if they are not a good fit for me, to which address do I send them and who pays the return courier fees? I got a snappy response saying the return shipping cost will be borne by the customer and the purchase amount will be refunded once we receive the package. So I wrote back, so what is the address to which an unwanted package would be sent? I said, I've had a bad experience in the past with this, and so I'm, I need to make sure. No response. Mm-hmm. So I emailed the address again this morning. I identified myself as a consumer journalist with Cape Talk. I shared English experience and the blatant misrepresentation. I said, if you wish to respond, please do so by, um, by before we go to air, and that hasn't happened. Um Okay, but a so, lot of red flags yes. raised here, Wendy, and we've, we've talked about them before, but it's, I think, never going to be harmful to just recap what some of the big issues were. Absolutely, and we keep getting these complaints, so these mm. scams you know, are, are, are not going away. So, so let's keep plugging this message every now and then in the hope that we, we, we save others from being caught. So there are a lot of red flags. The main one are, as always, no physical address. There has to be by law. Um, a physical address on an online retail store uh, site. There's no phone number. There's only that email address, which, you know, they could just ignore. So yeah. there's no, you don't have a means of getting hold of them. You don't have a means of finding them. The massive discounts. Um, you're just not going to get a boot of the quality of those depicted in these stolen images for under a thousand rand. You can expect to pay for local ones, you know, close to 2,000 at least. Um, the imported ones would be far more expensive. So I did a research, a, an image, a reverse image search. Um, you can, there are ways of doing it. If you have an iPhone, a latest iPhone, it's very easy. You just go into the, capture the image, scroll down, there's an, uh, an uh, option that says um, lens, oh, I must find it, uh, lens image search or something like that. It's one of the last options. And then in full, just zoom in on your photo and find other matches available on the internet. And that's how I found out that some of the pics used by Sia Cape Town depicting these boots belong to uh, a company called Duck Feet in the USA. They sell these boots. Oh, we just lost Wendy's line there for a second, but let me hop in while we try and get her back. Uh, what she was going to say is that, so the, those original 
pictures are from Duckfeet's website and what Duckfeet sells is costing $338. If you do the maths, that's over 6,300 rand per pair uh, if you were to buy the real thing uh, before you factor in the shipping uh, costs. So uh, I think what Wendy was trying to say, if if it seems too good to be true, it almost certainly is. So if you are going to place an order on a platform like this that you've not used before, make sure that you've checked the reviews on Hello Peter before you hand over your money. Be very wary if the price seems too good to believe. It probably is that way for a reason. And if they cannot give you a verifiable physical address for the company, it is a massive, massive red flag because you just have literally nowhere to direct your queries if something goes wrong. Uh, Ingrid, I'm really sorry you learned this the hard way because obviously Ingrid was left with the choice of keep the boots and suffer the loss or return them to China at a cost of 3,000 rand when they only cost her 800 rand. I guess you can guess what decision she would have made, but obviously uh, every time she looks at them, it's going to leave a very sour taste in her mouth. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Email Wendy on consumer at nola.co.za. Now, Wendy, we've literally got a minute left before we have to hand over to an early news bulletin. So I'm going to suggest we keep the car warranty conversation uh, for next week and rather just tackle a very quick email from Mark, which I think can be addressed uh, in short time. Mark says, I would like to know where in the CPA it states that shops should not charge banking fees, because in our area, all of the local spaza shops charge when you pay by bank card. Okay, I haven't got the act to hand, but it's in a section that covers um, the display of the uh, purchase price and it says that no extras um, may be added. Uh, So uh, the VAT Act says you can't add VAT to an advertised price unless you you state it very clearly where where the prices are displayed, that it doesn't include VAT. but there's certainly uh, the, that section of the act around the, the purchase price and displaying of the purchase price um, covers that. But there's another thing, and that is the merchant's agreement that the that the shop will sign with, or the business will sign with the bank that supplies the point of sale machine. And you know which bank it is because they brand it. Mm-hmm. I wish they reported to that bank as well, as well as the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman, um, if shops are adding uh, bank fees. I... I spent a lot of time warning about this at one stage and then the, the, the complaints sort of dried up, but now I'm getting complaints thick and fast. So it seems a lot of uh, retailers are unscrupulously mm. choosing to pass their banking fees on to their customers um, lately. Maybe, you know, the economy or whatever, but, you know, it's a time where we consumers can ill afford to be made to pay extra. So it's very, very disheartening to hear that it's becoming so rough again. Wendy, thank you as always for the consumer advice you share with our listeners. And a reminder to you that if you'd like to raise a case with Wendy, the email address to use is consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. Wendy's back in her normal time slot at 2 o'clock next week, Wednesday.